Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Playbook. This week's guest is Nikki Gibson. Nikki, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Awesome. Glad to have you. Glad you can make it down. Yes, yes. Excellent. So let's jump right into it, Nikki. What what made you decide to become a realtor? Like what kind of got the wheels churning that real estate might be a career for you? Um, I actually wanted to be in real estate for as long as I remember um, since high school. Um, life happened, so it wasn't really something that I necessarily was able to get into immediately. Um, but it was something that I would always knew in the back of my mind I wanted to get into. You know, it's just one of those things. And um, I got into property management and then I started working in uh, groceries where I was selling to independent stores in uh, Bush, Alaska. Um, and wow. so things just kind of changed for me and, and real estate just was in the back burner. Um, when I finally, when my husband and I moved to Florida, I had an opportunity where um, I was working at a company and it was in finances and I just hated my job. Mm -hmm. I hated the every day is the exact same thing and there was no, um, I wasn't comfortable. I hadn't, there was nothing passionate about it. And so I just ended up quitting. I didn't have um, a plan B or anything. My plan B was actually just to do um, the real estate course. Mm -hmm. And I had every intentions of, you know, passing it and then getting my, going and taking the state test and then being an agent immediately. Um, but that didn't happen the way that I planned. It actually took a lot longer to pass that course test and then to pass the state test. And um, it was it was a long journey, but- You made it. I made it, I but finally did that's it. That's all that matters, yes. hit the finish line. So you touch on a lot of points that I kind of want to do a deeper dive on some things, but you know, one thing, that you say and I always tell people is pain is gonna be a stronger motivating factor than pleasure. Mm -hmm. So I think the pain of your job and being just like over it and done finally got you to commit and do the things you needed to do to kind of live out your dream and what you've always been passionate about, which is real estate. Right. Um, one thing, so you did bring up property management. So we always kind of see what people's background was, you know, successful agents, how they're able to get into success at sometimes at a quicker pace than other agents. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, their skill set, communication skills, and some of their kind of past experience that they kind of can bring over to real estate. You having the property management background, obviously you already understand some of the fundamentals and principles of real estate, but let's talk about the independent stores for groceries. So was that like a business to business sale? It was. Um, so it was a big, huge corporation that um, had an entity. It was its own little um, side um, thing called JB Godstein. Mm -hmm. And it was an independent grocery, um, you know, uh, independence. So basically it would get orders from Safeway mm -hmm. and we'd get them to J.B. Godstein, okay. and it would be for the independent grocery stores in Bush, Alaska. These stores, there's no way to get to them except for a plane, mm -hmm. right? And then once you land there, in some of the cases, you can't even get to the store unless you dog sled or four-wheel or a truck, you know, wow. to even get any closer to the store. So it was quite an adventure. So I was part of the logistics team, and I watched the groceries go from start to finish to the, the consumer, mm -hmm. and then that's when they sold it. So it wasn't... Safeway Groceries, it was independent because it still was our brand, but they were selling it. Mm -hmm. So it gave them their independence. And the primarily, your primary job function, besides obviously keeping it in the loop, was the logistics, getting it from Safeway rebranded to the company and then to 
the stores in Alaska by various means because right. of obviously the terrain there and the weather conditions. Right. So it'd get to our warehouse in Anchorage and how it'd get there is usually from Texas and it would get through barged, barged in or it would get trucked depending on if it was turkeys or depending on what it was um, and by plane. So that That's was, awesome. yeah. So I'm going to kind of take a wild guess here. So based on your logistical, from what I know of people who've come from logistics, there's a lot of things that can go wrong more than that can go right, mm -hmm. right? And with that, you are almost kind of being the advisor and trying to find a solution to the store who's probably like, all right, if it's going to be late, I might have needed this yesterday. We might be out of something. You're working with them to find a solution to get the end goal of getting them their produce, a product, whatever it might be. That's correct. Yes. Yes. And I got to think that probably correlated and kind of transitioned over into real estate, right? Because there's a lot that can go wrong once you're under contract. So they make the purchase order. That's a buyer or seller going under contract. But the logistical part is contract to close. There's so many things that can go wrong. So based on your prior endeavor, you're probably, it was more of a gradual fit for you. And the a lot of agents get nervous or, um, you know, a, a little shaky sometimes if something goes wrong uh, with a transaction because, you know, they're not used to it, especially if they haven't had experience in the past mm -hmm. trying to critical think and, you know, problem solve what could go wrong with the transaction. Um, but with you, it probably was a more natural, uh, you know, Right. transition. Right. There's always that something that's going to go wrong. You just have to be good about um, finding the solution. And even if you can't find it immediately, you're going to get to there because you're just going to have to ask the right person. Eventually, you're going to get to the right person. Mm -hmm. You're going to get the right solution. So absolutely. And in addition to that, your communication has to be on point and the customer service, which is a lot of real estate. So it's almost like you're kind of coming to a new career, which you're more passionate about living out your dream. But a lot of the skills you need to be a successful agent, besides obviously learning the real estate and the market and things of that nature, you acquired through these previous endeavors. Right. And, and truly, and that's exactly how I feel. I feel like I didn't get into real estate immediately. And I tell this to my husband all the time. It's because there was a reason. Mm -hmm. I wasn't probably prepared for it. Mm -hmm. um, for one, living in Alaska, it's really hard to be in real estate. You know, it's the big brand names and, you know, and then you have to know someone to get somewhere, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but that was all for a reason, you know, and once I got here and now that I'm here, mm -hmm. I feel confident. This right. is what I want to do. And it prepared me to mm -hmm. this moment. Yeah, absolutely. And I always feel like it's not when we feel we're ready, but when we're actually ready and, and until you kind of get more towards the end and you're kind of stuck in that, you know, process, I would say sometimes it's like you kind of are down on yourself or hard, but everything happens for a reason. And it's, more beneficial that you did that prior to real estate because if you tried real estate without acquiring that skill set, real estate might not have worked for you. Correct. And now that dream's over. Yes. And I would have been, you know, upset and wouldn't have been successful, any of that kind of stuff. And then probably would have never came back to it. Right. You know? 100%. So I'm glad it happened the way it did. Now, my biggest thing that I always say is um, I wish I would have started yesterday. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just, but again, there was a reason I didn't start yesterday and I didn't start doing this early on in my life. Um, and it's because of the reasonings that, you know, are right there. Absolutely. So one question I always like to ask too for agents is obviously, you know, well, let's let's do a go back to. So you had a passion for real estate. What where did you get that passion from? Like, how did you did you experience buying or selling a house with your family at a younger age? Was it watching a TV show? Was it friends? Like, where did it come 
where real estate kind of got in your mind at a younger age that that's what you wanted to do? So to be quite honest, um, growing up when I was younger, I'd see real estate agents and they were just so pretty and they had just the prettiest things and the nicest cars. And I always admired that. I was like, gosh, they are really big. They're doing something amazing. Always out to launch. Happy yes. Hour, and, and, fun. and yes, exactly. Always a smile on their face, enjoyed their job, always on the go. And it was just really one of those things that I was like, now to be quite honest, I never, my parents didn't own homes, none of that stuff, because they themselves were in property management. So mm -hmm. I grew up in that environment mm -hmm. where I lived in an apartment all throughout my life, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. So now they're done managing this apartment building. So now we're on to the next apartment Got building. It. I went through six different schools, mm -hmm. you know, growing up. So it was kind of like military, but just in this little town, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so you know, I didn't have that as my inspiration. It was more of the people that I saw around me. And I saw that and I was just like, I don't want to be like my mom and dad where they're, you know, kind of struggling and having to do property. Man I want to make my own hours. I want to make my own money. And, um, but there is that fear because it's commission based and it's like, oh, you know, am I going to be able to do it? And then when you do it, you know, you can do yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's kind of like, I, f I always say you got to, to experience peace, you kind of have to go through suffering, and it's that a lot of it's those mental obstacles and the mindset of overcoming it. But once you get it, it just brings so much, so you know, peace. I think to the person, the the fact that you made it and know you made it, rather than just being handed something yes. to kind of go through the struggle. Yes, I wasn't handed anything growing right. up. Yeah, this was all earned. I worked hard for it, and um, I'm teaching my kids the same thing too. But it's just one of those that you learn. You learn from it, and you grow. Absolutely, 100%. So obviously you're kind of have this mindset of real estate, right? You're seeing all these attractive women dressed to the nine out with their luxury cars, enjoying life, smiles on the face, outside looking in, everything's going right for them. They got the perfect life, right? Mm -hmm. So you had all these probably ideas and visions of what real estate was going to look like once you got into it. I always like to ask, when you got into real estate, what's the biggest thing you did not expect? To be quite honest, I didn't expect to find a brokerage that would give me the amount of training that I'm getting. Um, I heard so many horror stories prior to coming in that it was like, well, you're going to have to find your own leads or you're going to have to do this. You're going to. And I was just like, OK, I'm up for the challenge. I'm going to do it. But once I came over to this brokerage, it wasn't necessarily like that. There's so much material that's given to you and there's so much training that it's kind of I'm glad that, you know, I never experienced that and I never went through the, that. Um, those trials and tribulations that I actually went through somewhere that was giving me the the material. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I think that was the one thing I didn't expect to get all of this on hand, you know, and say, oh, look, here, here's the buyer's guide. Here's this. This is how we do it. This is how I wasn't expecting that, but I'm so happy I got it. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Absolutely. So like uh, the vision you had in your head from everybody you were speaking to at brokerages where it wasn't kind of uh, a teamage or team based where it was more like just independence and everybody kind of off on their own is, hey, this is you got to learn the business. You got to find all your sources, this and that. And you didn't know there were options such as 54 Realty that you could come kind of work at. And some of that stuff is provided to you. Correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. OK, awesome. Now, right now, obviously, um, there's a lot of, you know, the market shifting, uh, you know, pivoting. What's one thing that you're really doing to hone in your skills or double down in now to ensure that you're going to have the continued success you're already having? Or, and to further expand on that as well as you, as you build your brand? Being open-minded. Mm -hmm. So I am open-minded to all advice, to all options, to everything. And and I 
one of the things is that I want to build my brand to where, and I know year last year and the year before were amazing, right? Mm-hmm. People were just like, you know, no one had to do open houses. There was just, everyone was flooding into this market, but now it's much um, harder and I'm glad I'm actually in the market when I am because it's giving me the base of my customer service. It's giving me the base of knowing the game, knowing how real estate works. Um, if I would have came in last year and, and I'd probably be struggling right now because mm-hmm. I wasn't probably paying attention or I wasn't attentive to what I needed to actually be doing yeah. in the long run. Absolutely. You know what I mean? A lot of people be. resting on their laurels and things of that nature yeah. just because of the nature of the business. Right. And and now I'm in, in a point where I'm coming in it when it's a little bit different. Um, and I appreciate that because it's making me work harder and I appreciate working harder. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, so let's talk about, a little bit about that because, I mean, that's a great point that you brought up being open-minded. Because I think a lot of people in anything in life, closed-minded, not being open to other ideas, suggestions, or way to improve or get better, you know, it, it, it just limits to a lot of people and it's a limiting belief, I feel. With the open-minded, are you, is it something that has always kind of come natural to you and is in all walks of life? Or is it that, hey, I'm just going to have this mindset in real estate because I'm passionate about it and I want it to work? It's it's going to be both. Okay. So I, um, you know, I, I'm not a very, I'm not pessimistic. I'm very optimistic kind of a person. I think things and I think things through before I actually jump into something. Um, my husband would tell you differently, though, because <laughs> he's an analytical engineer yeah. and um, he would tell you, nope, she likes and she'll do it. Yeah. Um, but I do. I think about it before I actually do it. And and. Um, sometimes it holds me back, but recently I have decided that I'm going to do it regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, now if it's something against the law or something, yeah, you know, yeah. but if it's something that's bettering my future, I'm just going to do it. And there was a saying that I read and I wrote it down in my notebook that I use for real estate. And it was, if it's making you uncomfortable, then you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. And I really believe in that. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm uncomfortable doing something, that's because it's actually going to be good in the long run. Mm-hmm. It's going to create me a uh, success. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of me being open-minded. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's awesome. And then as far as, you know, um, I think you mentioned you have, you do have kids cause you were talking about installing the same beliefs and stuff, the kind of principles that you grew up with, same mindset of your husband. So obviously in addition to you, Working on your career in real estate, you know, expanding that, wanting to build on that. You also have obligations as wife and a mother to the children as well. What are some things, one of the things that I think most agents struggle is what I call work-life balance. Mm-hmm. What are some tools or mindset or principles, whatever you might want to call it, that you've instilled in place to help create that work-life balance where you can be there for your clients, be there for your kids, and also be there for your husband? Uh, one of the things is that, um, so Sherilyn, she's um, one of the agents that work here, and I, yeah, you know, t- yes, and yeah. I talk to her all the time. Did you know her back in Alaska? Uh, yeah, well, her and her sister and I, we were good friends and oh, stuff. Awesome. And so, I didn't know that. yeah, we all moved basically around the same time to Florida. Um, but, you know, one of the things that she had said that is she, she shuts her phone off at a certain time. And um, so I was like, okay, so I'm going to start doing that. So I shut my phone off at a certain time. I make sure at 9 o'clock p.m. that there's no more real estate that to be done. Now, one thing about real estate, it's not an eight-hour job throughout the day. You know, it's not like 9 to 6. Right. It is... You you're you're you got a phone call. You take care of your client. You do what you need to do, and then 
you did it, you know, so now you can go on to the next client or you can take your kids to the dentist appointment or you can take them to hockey practice and then you can still work from there too. So my work balance is really just um, being there for my kids, but also obviously being there for my clients, but I don't have to be there all eight hours doing real estate, Mm -hmm. you know, it's throughout the day. So Um, so I'm going to sum that up by you are very militant with a schedule and working a calendar so you could fit everything in and meet everybody's needs. I do work off of a calendar, yes. Yes. Yeah. And I know a lot of people sometimes, I've found the agents who don't use calendars tend to struggle because you're kind of all over the place. But when you're putting everything in the calendar, you know you have the free time. And also, I think it allows you to build confidence and a lot of times take control of the advisory role in a real estate because... When you have that set schedule, you're not like Johnny on the spot, right? I want to go see this house. I went to through Main Street now. Okay, I'm gone. Right. You have obligations, whether if it's real estate or not. Be like, hey, I can't today from one to three or three to five or you know five to seven. I could squeeze you in at four today, right. or we could do nine a.m. tomorrow, which works better for right. you, type of exactly. thing. Exactly. And I think that that shows you're busy, shows you're serious, rather than if you're always available for somebody. In the back of their mind, they're going to be like. Okay, she must not be working with too many people. She has all this time on her hands. And it kind of puts, you know, unfortunately, self-doubt in their minds. Right, right. Yes, exactly. Awesome. So last thing uh, I like to ask is for any new agent out there, maybe somebody's kind of is mulling getting into real estate for several years, similar to you, or or, uh, maybe they're newly licensed and struggling, or maybe they have been licensed for a couple years, you know, had some success. Now they're struggling and they kind of want to get back into production. If you were to give like one tip or advice um, for something to give them an action plan to help, you know, get them started or get them out of a slump, what would the one thing be? Keep going. Keep going. Because if I had stopped when I thought, oh, my goodness, you know, moving here, finances, like my husband's the only sole income and I didn't. You know, during the time last year when I was going to the courses and I was taking the state test, and let me tell you, that state test, I took over five but under ten. So I'm not going to tell you how many times I took it, but that was a lot of money. We're in the six to nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was a lot of money. And, um, you know, I sacrificed. My kids sacrificed. There was things that I couldn't do for them during that time because we're on one income. Mm -hmm. Um, And I did Instacart. I was shopping people's groceries, dropping it off. Just making sure that I was able to execute and be at my goal. Any means necessary. Any means necessary. Yes, exactly. So if you have a passion, you have to keep and stay committed to it because it will be successful if that's your passion. Absolutely. And so what I'm hearing is is two main things is perseverance. Just always move forward. Don't quit. And the second thing is any means necessary. You might, you have to make it work. Sometimes it might be taking a step back. But if it helps you make two steps forward, then you got to do that, such as the Instacart thing. And, hey, all right, it's putting food on the table now. It's helping us, you know, survive on what we need to from an income uh, perspective. However, I know that this isn't – I have the goal here. So my, while I'm doing this, a lot of time your mind's over here mm-hmm. and knowing that it's part of your process. Right, exactly. I know what the end result's going to be, and it's going to be successful. Yeah. So let's just get through it. Just staying true to that vision. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Well, Nikki, we greatly appreciate you for being a guest on this week's podcast. For anybody in the Tampa Bay market looking to buy or sell real estate, we're going to sell all this information on all of our social sites as well. But what's the best email address they can reach you at and, and the best phone number? Uh, Nikki at 54realty.com. Um, Spell it, Nikki. N-I-K-K-I. 
Okay. Um, and my telephone number is 907-947-5040. I haven't switched to uh, <laughs> Tampa yet, and I'm not sure if I ever will switch from my 907 Seven. number. I just love it. I don't know. This is home. Yeah, give them the, you got the follow-up boss number. Yeah, well. So you have the 813. Yeah. You can give it out, too, so that way you have it for your Yeah, your I can't like remember that. the number. You're right, you got to write it down, but... <laughs> Anyway, they can get a hold of you. We'll get that shared uh, for you on all the sites, and we greatly appreciate everyone for tuning in to another episode of The Real Estate Playbook.